Hello, hello. I uh, shared the 2023 planetary energy theme transmission uh, yesterday morning and have already received a number of written questions or, or follow-up thoughts as well as feeling uh, kind of a, a new uh, sort of swirl in the collective of questions about a specific area that I've been speaking about. So I wanted to uh, provide a short follow-up um, on one of these sort of theme areas. And so it has to do with this concept of shifting from being in service to others or to self, but really service to others, shifting into beingness for its own sake and specifically for those who have had the experience or even recently come into the experience of, you know, kind of being the queen, being the king, wearing the crown, being in a leader role in some way that has been very important. Now, I want to, first of all, encourage you to be thinking about kind of wearing the crown internally as much as externally and how these feel different. So when we're wearing the crown externally, which is where people tend to go when we talk about this, there is a, and, and, and primarily what I'm talking about in terms of kind of the service to others, there is a sort of a sense of um, responsibility to others, potentially for others, and a, and a big sense of kind of like the task or the job of it. And it can have a lot of weight. Um, so, but not everybody's like, I don't want to give that, I don't want to put that down. Like, I like that role. Or do I have to give that up in order to have this, experience of being for its own sake like I want that true being I want that unconditional uh, non-transactional way of existence I really want that but I don't want to give up this kind of crown okay I didn't say you had to give it up <laughs> I never said that I said that the option was there if you wanted to and I also said that the kingdom of wise innocence is transforming, really has transformed energetically into a kind of a free land of wise innocence or realm of wise innocence. There is no requirement in the new energetics of wise innocence for any sort of rulership by any particular being for the benefit of others. The, the, the land of wise innocence itself is reorganized to essentially be, quote-unquote, self-governing. It is just naturally, correctly expressing itself. And governance is not useful or needed. There are many, 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 many ways in which in humanity's current experience, some degree of governance or leadership is extremely useful. 
And if you are a being that can bring leadership or guidance in a useful way and that matches correctly, is in integrity with your true essence as opposed to I have to do this because my nervous system childhood directives from my early years of toxic stress or trauma mean that I'm not allowed to exist or safe unless I'm doing this. And there are so many levels in which that can be true and ways in which that can be true. That version of service is harming you even while it may be helping you elevate up and out of it. So you can lean into allowing that to come to a conclusion. And the way to lean into that is through the work with the nervous system and the brain that I described, uh, I've described in many different settings. And then... Only then, when you can come into that place of inner authority, of inner being consciously, awakely, uh, choosing, which remember, everyone is being run by their nervous system. Most of what you think of as your actual choices are not conscious choices. They are subconscious nervous system choices. Unless you've done an enormous amount of work to deal with the nervous system, the embodied aspects of it, the somatic aspects of it, not just an intellectual understanding. The intellectual understanding will not ever be adequate. And you need it, right? So you need both the intellectual understanding and the embodied somatic side of the work. These two must go together to do this sort of nervous system and brain work and come into greater inner authority. And that is the inner crown. And along the way, in that service to self, that inner crown can feel heavy. It can feel really heavy, like, ah, why am I still doing this work? Oh my God, am I ever going to be done with this work? And yes, you can get to the place where you are pretty much done with this work. And then you want to keep that inner crown, that inner sovereignty that you worked so hard for, that you earned for yourself, that no one else can give you. That's yours. But that crown on that on the other side of that does not have to be heavy. That can be a very light, playful, like, you know, it can be a tiara. You know, it's like bring the little kid in you forward to be in charge of that. Yeah. And with the clear understanding that the kind of, I don't want to say grown-up isn't the, I I mean, such a dumb word, right? Don't you hate grown-up? Like, who wants to be grown-up, right? I mean, aren't we all talking about how adulting is hard? Like, adulting actually isn't the way we're supposed to live. There's just nothing right about it. But the, the current version of you, the now, you know, uh, version of you that actually is able, that has wisdom and earned lived experience can step into your own inner land of wise innocence, the innocence that is chosen and reclaimed after the wisdom of lived experience and including that wisdom of lived experience. You can choose that 
and let that version of yourself wear the crown lightly within where you are the leader of you. Okay. Now, it's really important to understand that humans are inherently, biologically, social animals. The old evolutionary imperatives of survival, certainly for all beings, revolve around the concept of physical safety, but for humans, inclusion is an even bigger driver. Inclusion is everything for humans in so many important ways. And this is why, and it, and it really will trump, in almost all circumstances, it will trump physical safety. This is why, for example, if you look at, oh, why would I stay or why would somebody that I love stay in a physically dangerous environment when they could leave? It may be that they feel that that is their only chance of being connected to those beings, that those other humans that are creating that danger for them. And that inclusion is perceived by the nervous system to be better than being alone. And while we can sort of, you know, intellectually, oh, but there's so many other people and options and you go find the safer people. Remember what I said about the nervous system only lets you see out of certain windows in the house of you. You don't see those other options. You don't believe them for a million reasons that we don't need to go into here. So, but social inclusion is a huge driver for humans. And so contribution to the whole is a huge motivator for us in our existence, in our beingness here in our human form. We want to contribute. We inherently, intrinsically understand the vast interconnectedness that we are part of, even if intellectually we aren't really living that or we aren't really uh, aware of it or understanding it. We understand we are not alone. We are completely connected to each other and every other thing here in the natural living world that is this planet. Everything. The deep sacred current of life force is moving through and animating everything, including us. We feel that viscerally. We know it in our bones. Even if we're not kind of intellectually, uh, consciously choosing lifestyle and, and whatnot related to that. It doesn't matter. We still feel it. And one of the ways that comes up and out is through this drive to contribute. We want to contribute. It is a mechanism of inclusion that isn't just about like, oh, just take me in and shelter me. It's like, look, I can do this. Look, 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 I can do this. <clears throat> I want to bring this in. Let me contribute this in. Contribution is one of the ways that we have the experience of being seen. And part of what drives the human, specifically the human inclusion driver, part of what is underneath that or mm, and contained with that is this core desire to be seen fully as we are, to be perceived and received, perceived and received, to be seen and included, to be seen and to be welcomed for everything that we are as we are, which is also 
just an external projection outward of the desire to see and understand ourselves fully, which is the evolutionary journey that we are on as humans, which is to bring that soul self, that cosmic self into our human biology and to unite, have the Trinity union of cosmic self, which is the self, the soul that has had, is having all of the different experiences, all of the different lives, and the original self, which is that very first fractalization of yourself as a unique energy version of the deep sacred current of life force, of divinity, of whatever you believe in, of source, before any experience, bringing all three of those together here in the human biology. So this issue of the crown and contributing, I think that some are misunderstanding that if I want to move into beingness for its own sake, if I want to pop up and out into existing for the sake of my own beingness and not in a transactional or conditional way, that I therefore have to give up or stop wearing the crown or contributing. And that is incorrect. And it's understandable why you would go there, because we have been trained and trained and trained and trained and trained and trained and trained for you know millennia that everything is about polarities here on earth but actually creational energies exist as a trinity it's a trinity energy spiral not a binary the binary is the artificial architecture of fear that has been dismantled so there is usefulness in binary, in polarity, in opposites and polarity doesn't always have to be about opposites either that's another subtlety Some of you will know what I'm talking about when I say that. But it isn't where it ends, okay? It's just part of two corners of the triangle, two spirals of the three spirals. It's When when I try to be reductive about the geometry and bring it into 2 or 3D, it it becomes very clunky. It doesn't really work. But hopefully you can feel into what I'm saying. And you may want to go back and, and, and re-listen to the lesson on Trinity Creational Energies. So, can you think about what it is that you truly want to be, that you, what, it's not even about what you want to be, what you are that you want to remember, that you want to reclaim, that you want to bring up from underneath into your awake awareness understanding that the kind of the bridge intermediary between what is all of you and underneath and what comes into your awake awareness is your nervous system so what do you want to bring up and in to your awake awareness in your experience in the rest of your human life and how does that want to be expressed in the embodied sense, in the physical world, in the inform. How does that want to be expressed? So, for example, you might have a bunch of creative work that matters to you, that you want to do. You want to write. You have new stories. You have paintings that you want to create. You want to create 
um, you know, plant elixirs. Um, you want to make, you know, special magical potions with sacred honey. You want to experience your own magic and uh, capacities uh, for energy work through um, how you work individually one-on-one -on -one with people and helping them or in groups where you kind of help the group come to a place or you see the patterns uh, and, and the fractalizations in certain kinds of financial systems or in certain kinds of energy providing technology systems and you want to go there and bring your unique, incredible magic and energetic capacities and beingness to contribute into the elevation of whatever these kind of playing fields are for the next level of the human experience or more broadly, the entire natural world experience. You, that beingness for its own sake, that contributing for its own sake absolutely can be a key part or the key part of this, what I call the bonus round, wherein your beingness is for its own sake, for the joy and the delight of it, is the thing, as opposed to I have a obligation, I have a mission, I have a purpose. Now, you can have a purpose and a mission it very, gets very subtle at these very high levels. My existence is about this, you know, uh, being in service to love. Okay, but are you doing that from a place of service? Are you doing that from a place of obligation? Or is it purely because you love the experience of that? If you're doing it because you love the experience of it, then yes. Yeah, that's the place to go. And what I want everyone to understand is that the power, the potency, the efficacy of the gift of that contribution when it comes from that place, that purely, completely lined up, fully in integrity, completely clean, I'm doing it because I just love it. The potency and the power and the efficacy of that gift, that contribution is radically greater than when you are doing it from typical sort of service to others or even service to self, sense of kind of obligation. The, the heavier the, the driver of the motivation for service, the lower the power, the potency, the efficacy of the gift of your contribution. So the contribution and the gift of that can still be wonderful, even way down at the lowest levels where the drivers are entirely around kind of fear and existential threat. Um, even, you know, one layer up where the drivers are around, um, you know, ingrained neurobiological programming from early years of trauma and toxic stress. You can still have incredible contributions what you actually came here to be and what's inside you, what wants, what wants to come out is the purest expression of it. All right, I hope this is helping. Um, so the next thing that I want to say about this is as we're talking about that, right, it's specifically this issue of uh, what is the driver behind the contribution. 
I want you to start to feel into how you what you believe or what you feel about the idea of the value and the kind of what is the correct sort of is there a value exchange that is relevant when a contribution is made with an extraordinarily powerful gift as a byproduct of the contribution but is made for its own sake versus from obligation. Another way to put that is when we see people who are being quote-unquote selfless in their contribution, we tend to venerate them. We tend to raise them up and to say, this is how we're supposed to be. Be completely selfless and then that is the person we want to shower all of our gratitude on, all of our thanks on, all of our offerings of value exchange back to. This is inverted. (laughs) This is inverted. First of all, martyr and savior energy has been dead and removed from the planet for quite some time now. I don't remember the exact date, but close to a full year, maybe a little longer even. So that really is not uh, something that we should be responding to anymore. But think about that for a minute. And when somebody is contributing for its own sake, do you have a sense of, oh, well, I don't have to then give them anything back as a result of what they gave me, whether it was a direct one-on-one contribution or a one-to-many? Right. Think about, for example, when people give out freely from their life's work. And we know so many people who do this. Right. And then they say, "Okay, contribute back whatever you want, whatever you feel is right. Right. Sort of so-called kind of gift economy kind of a thing. Right. I think Amanda Palmer, who is an artist, was uh, kind of one of the early sort of pioneers of making people aware of and writing about this concept of bring your art out, offer your art, and then give people the opportunity to give what they want and just ask them, will you contribute for this to occur? And by doing so, creating the opportunity to essentially cut out as many of the middlemen as possible who essentially kind of harvest the creative works of the artist. Right? This is what mainstream publishers do. They take and then own your work, and then they give you back 10%. What? You know, that's crazy, right? Same thing with most of the, you know, kind of film and TV community in many different ways um, at the higher levels of investment and, and structures, right? So we're going to see huge continued restructurings of how kind of entertainment, art, culture impacting contributions come out in more kind of what used to be called kind of indie fashion, right? Okay, so what's your thought about, oh, somebody puts out this amazing record, somebody puts out this amazing book, normally I would have to go to the bookstore or go online and pay, you know, 
$24 for the, you know, the hardcover or, oh, I can get it on sale at Costco for 15 for the hardcover or whatever. You'd have to go somewhere and pay for it. And that would be sort of your value exchange. Now I have the story. I'm going to go read the story or, you know, the nonfiction, whatever it is. If somebody gave you the book for quote unquote free with no obligation to contribute back, and they said, I wrote this book, and it was super fun to do it, and that's why I did it, and now I want everybody to read it, and here's an opportunity to give back to me if you, know, if you think that that's a good idea, if you feel it in your heart. Do you feel behavior, data, research data suggests that, in fact, most of you feel, oh, well, now I don't have to give them anything. That we actually value still that, like, selfless, oh, I'm destroying myself to give to you, to make you better humanity. Please start to flip that inside yourself. It starts within yourself. Do you value what you could contribute from your highest place for the joy of it, for its own sake? That's the crux of the question of this foundation year, I feel, for many of you. Do you value? Can you value? Are you willing to value? Are you willing to perceive the value? Which is another way of saying, are you willing to see yourself? Because you are incredibly valuable. You are infinitely, pricelessly valuable. Your contribution simply by existing into this tapestry of the deep sacred current of life force is priceless, infinitely valuable. Can you begin to see that? And when you can, can you begin to then be that and act accordingly? And this is really, I feel, one of the core elements of this bonus round idea of this energy architecture that's new to me as well. Um, you know, much of what I'm speaking about here, I've been teaching with people privately for a long time in various different formats, but the bonus round energy is something that I know some of you are specifically wanting to play with, uh, as am I, and so I want to connect the dots here. But it's true in, in any version of the new game. Whether you go bonus round architecture or not, it doesn't matter. The new version, everything is everything that I'm describing here has been true about our human experience for a long time. And now the energies have been accelerating the pressure within us and the kind of opportunity to ride the wave to go faster and more fully into what I'm describing. And that acceleration is getting even bigger in 2023, rapidly bigger, because now it's not being held back by the architecture of fear. Okay, I hope this is a helpful follow-up for you, and uh, yeah, yes, good. And the last thing that I want to say is that as you feel into all of these things for yourself, I want you to drop into your connection to the deep sacred current of life force. It's sort of thrumming and humming alive within you at all times. If you don't know how to feel that within yourself, Focus there first. Learn how to feel that. You must come into capacity to discern the presence 
of life force within you and then within experiences that you're having, quote unquote, outside of you. Because this is the key discernment to build in this foundation year so that as things come your way, experiences, opportunities, even objects, even kinds of artwork, whatever, feel into is life force present here and in an uncorrupted state. And that's, and go there, support that, more of that, where it is either deeply corrupted or not present at all, which is going to be the case with a lot of technologies. And often that fact will be hidden from you. If you have that discernment, then it can't be hidden from you. And there are plenty of really wonderful, powerful, beautiful technologies that are going to come online. And you can sense within the ones that are essentially supporting or enhancing the flow and the access to the deep sacred current of life force versus those that are attempting to pervert, distort, harvest, contort, whatever, or remove entirely. And those are the ones to say no to. Okay, this capacity to experience and understand and feel and discern your own kind of flow through of life force, that is, it's from that fountain that you want to be creating from in whatever way that you are creating. And you are creating all the time. You are a creator being, okay? You are a creator being and creating is what you came here to be and to do because it's what you're being and doing in all of your lives and all of your experiences, is create, transmit, create, transmit, create, put it out in the world, create, share it, create, contribute, create, contribute. Okay. All right. That feels complete. Mwah. Thank you. I love you. <laughs>